2021 is almost done and 2022 is staring us right in the face. So as we prepare to spend time and wind down uh, the rest of this year, we're going to take a look at some things that you need to think about as you prepare for 2022. We're going to do a year end checklist. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling Your Finances, the mission of this podcast. And welcome. The podcast is Your Finances Untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins, along with Mo Param of Cloudvestors, the firm that is a fiduciary firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey, that is there with people in all stages of their financial life, the convenience of virtual planning, but the human touch, working with someone who knows you and applies custom strategies to you and for you and your financial life all the way up to retirement. Mo, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? I'm good. We're recording right after Thanksgiving. And, and did you have a wonderful Thanksgiving? I did. I did. It was a very, very fun, eventful uh happy Thanksgiving. Spent it with uh, my family, went to Charlotte to see my best friend and his family. Mm. So uh, yeah, it was a very uh, eventful, but relaxing Thanksgiving. How was yours? Nice. It was good. It was good. Um, my One of my sisters prepared the meal and yes, we had turkey, but we had other meats <laughs> as well. I'm not no, a big really. turkey fan. I mean, it's just, it's just okay. I'm just okay with it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like bursting oh. with flavor. Yeah, it's um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily eat turkey throughout the year, so it is, it is. I, I do share it for special occasions. Yeah, Thanksgiving is one of those special occasions. Yeah, I had to have it. Absolutely. Would you have like a steak? But no, but my she had um, she had ham, turkey, and my brother in law, her husband, did some. I don't know if it was uh, butt or whatever, but it was barbecue. Oh wow! And and it was oh, in I'm not mad at you. It, it was in Virginia, and which is where I grew up. And I love their barbecue sauce. It's, oh wow! It's kind of a tomato based, vinegary with lots of other flavor. So I mean, I, I so I was a total pig <laughs> with the pig. I mean, I went back like three or four times. I know I was getting some hey, evil eyes. Like there is there is nothing wrong with that. Watch out there. Cutting into my lunch tomorrow. But you go back one more time. Saw you go three times. Trying to act like you were going to the bathroom. I saw where you went. <laughs> You're staring too close. You're staring too close. <laughs> right. We're at the end, close to the end of the year. It's December now. And when we record, the day we're recording. And so we have to do this. We have to look at a year-end review for you. What you should be looking at, actually. And so, Mo, you've put together some things to consider doing at the end of the year. And I like this, but then I'm scared to do this. And that's going back and reviewing what your spending was like. And, you know, Mo, don't we all bank online now? I mean, so it's really easy to go back and, and track your spending. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's a review. It is a... Uh, you just want to do like a almost a, a pulse check, a analysis on how you've been spending your cash. Have you been how you've been spending your income throughout the year? And some people love it; they love that exercise because you know they may have had a goal 
you know, for this year that they're going to save money or they're going to, you know, be more diligent and uh, uh, more uh, direct with the, with their money. Right. Yeah. So they, they've gone, they're going through this exercise because they've, they set some measures and some goals that they're probably going to be happy with. Then there are those who, you know, who don't really have a plan with their money. And I always say, if you don't have a plan for your money, your money's going to have a plan for you. And it will. And it will. And so this exercise sometimes can be a little uh, painstaking, a little bit of that gut wrench, right? Because you might have thought you were doing well. <laughs> right. um, you know, bills are still being paid. Lights aren't being shut off. But your money isn't working as efficiently as it could as it could have been. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is a no judge this is a no judgment zone, the judge free zone, but using this time to really get a sense of okay, where where did my money go this year? You know, did I spend it the way I wanted to spend it? Have I saved? Have I given money away? Um given money meaning like charitable giving mm-hmm. money. Uh, am I paying off my debt? Am I investing? You know, just really just giving a, a sense of where your money has gone. So that way, you know, you can have a plan. You can build a plan for 2022 or the year afterwards and say, okay, based off the results of this, you know, this, this, this uh, analysis, I want to, I want to be able to, I want to save more. I want to give more. I want to pay off more debt and really use that as a baseline of what direction to go next year. You may see if you go back and review, even uh, just look at a couple of months and you may see, man, I'm averaging about 10 Starbucks trips a week. I got to cut back, you know, think how much you could save, you know, just, I'm not saying give it up, just cut back a little on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just being intentional, right? It's, it's, you know, if that is something that you want, then, and like I always say, I don't use the word budget. I like to use spending plan. So if that is something that you want and you can justify in some areas, just build it into your spending plan. Right. But you know, with every, with every yes, you say yes to something that means you're saying no to something. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you're not saying no to you know, the things that you really want in your life for a cup of coffee. True. Good point. Good point. And, you know, in my case, just being a little smarter about shopping, uh, I never make a list. So I go to the store and I did just the other night. I got back from the store and I picked up a bottle of Heinz 57 and I went to put it in the pantry and I had two full bottles of Heinz 57 in there. (laughs) If I just checked because one of those, the oh, oldest yeah. one, I may end up throwing away if it goes past expiration. I don't know. But still, I don't need that much Heinz 57. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, so being smart enough, and, you know, I am I know a lot of people now after COVID are getting a little more serious about saving. And I, I certainly have. And I, I've talked to a lot of people who have. So this is a good way to kind of evaluate your saving. How much did you save in the past year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how much have you saved? You know, we if you're if we're talking about an emergency fund, uh, I like clients to have you know if they're single three to six months, if they're married with kids six to nine, um, especially in in the year of uh, in the age of COVID that we're that we're in right now. You know, having more cash on hand can be king, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's for investment op- opportunities, whether that's for business opportunities, or just you know if uh, you know we're we're seeing a lot of people leave, leave the workforce either on their behalf or, I mean, on their, uh, 
it's the, it's their decision or decisions made on them to to leave. Yeah. So just having a little more cash on hand can be very um, uh, convenient and lucrative at at this moment. So have, are we saving? And not only are we saving in like an emergency fund, but also are we saving in our retirement accounts, four hundred one k's, IRAs, Roths. Uh, 43Bs, TSPs, right? All these simple IRAs, SEPs, and all these different uh, accounts that we have access to, are we saving enough, right? Uh, If we are, awesome. Can we save a little more? Evaluate it. But if we're not saving enough, uh, or if we haven't saved at all, let's use this exercise, this time of the year, to build a savings goal. You know, whether it is... You know, I always say start small, right? Start something that is meaningful but doable at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, if saving ten dollars a month, if that's doable, right? Then by all means. But if it's mean, if, if that's not meaningful, then don't do it, right? But saving five hundred a month might be doable. Ooh, uh, but it's definitely mm-hmm. meaningful, right? It's, <laughs> right. You, you definitely feel that. So I would, I would, I always try to use that meaningful and doable, right? We we, we want it to be doable because we don't want you going backwards, yeah. right? But we want it to be meaningful so that you're intentional and you can actually um, uh, uh, see the benefits and reap the benefits of saving. Yeah, I get that because, I mean, I've got other areas that I don't touch at all. And then I have checking and I have savings and sometimes I get a little too happy with what I put in savings and then I start wondering man am I going to have to dip into that just a little bit and I don't want to I don't want right. I want to leave it alone I want to right. leave that alone yeah it's that balance right it's that yeah. balance of uh now, now that's a good opportunity that's a good thing right in some areas right I mean you know having too much in cash can sometimes be uh you may be missing out on opportunities whether it's investment opportunities whether that money is best suited for paying off debt, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if we're, I'd rather you leave it in savings than take it out of savings just to, you know, it, just to blow it. Or, or right. Or, or get to the point where you have to pull it back out to pay a bill or something, you know, just put in there what can stay in there. I guess that's what, what I like to try to do. Uh, right. this, this is really where you come in big time on a year end review and that's to get with your clients and look at your investment strategies and your investments in the past year. What did you do right? What was done wrong in that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's I, it, I don't necessarily look at the end of the year as a dedicated time for us to rebalance and reallocate, right? I mean, what the, theoretically, the end of the year doesn't really necessarily mean this is the best time for us to reallocate oh, for that. rebalance, okay. right? Okay. You should be rebalancing, reallocating as necessary. We, we actively manage uh, our client's money. Don't let a whole but, year go by, I guess is what you're saying. You don't want to go a whole year, don't but also what, what, but, but what it really happens at the end of the year is for, you know, really for non-qualified accounts. So these are money, monies that aren't in uh, retirement accounts, like IRAs, 401ks, Roth accounts. Uh, so these are your typical brokerage and unqualified accounts. You now this is time where we can start doing some tax planning, right? Offsetting some of our our, our gains with our losses, mm-hmm. right? So if you for for some people who don't who aren't who aren't aware of this, you know if you buy an investment and you sell it, if you buy stock and you sell it, but you haven't held on to it for more than twelve months and you've made a gain, 
uh, well, then you've, you, you're going to get a, uh, you're going to be taxed oh. as a short-term capital gains. That's yeah. gets taxed just like income. Um, if you've held it on for 12, if you've held on to it for 12 months and then you sell it, then, and there's a gain, yeah. then that's, that's, that's long-term capital gains. So the tax rates for those two different, the, the tax rates for short-term and long-term capital gains are different. Mm-hmm. So year end, you know, we, but this has to be done by the end of the year. Right. So this is a good time for us to take a look at our winners in our portfolio and our losers in our portfolio and see if there's ways that we can offset some of our gains with our losses so we can li- uh, mitigate some of the taxes uh-huh. that we would have to pay. I so this yeah. so this time of year isn't just about rebalancing. Well, you know, uh, you know this last this last week in the market has been awful. I don't know if you've. Yeah, yeah, the concern over the awful. new variant. Um, new variant. One thing. The Fed is going to. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just uh, a mess this week. So maybe some rebalancing just naturally around this time because yeah. of the news that's coming out. Maybe something to take a look at. But on a but on a given year, this time of year, it's not it's not necessary about rebalancing mm-hmm. or reallocating. It's really about some tax planning. Let's offset some of these some of these winners with some of the losers, so we're not paying Uncle Sam more than we have to. Okay, and that and so and you are on a deadline for some of those strategies. Then is that what you're yeah, at the yeah. end of the year? Okay, year end deadline, and then you also have to make sure that uh, you, the, how long you've held these positions, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're selling them within a year, uh, within the twelve month time frame, then uh, you know those are going to be taxed as long term. I mean, short sorry, short term capital gains. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we do this for we do this for our clients, right? So, if you're working with an advisor, that advisor should be able to help you with this. Um, if they're not helping you with this, if they're not bringing this up to you, it's either a you don't have an investment account, so there's no need for you to do it, or b they're they're not really great advisors. Oh, right. Well, exactly. Did I just say that? I, sh- I shouldn't. I think that. you did. <laughs> no, you didn't. I just heard it. But, you know, and, and the, it, that's a good point on the tax thing, because are there any other tax strategies you need to make sure to not let the year end deadline? M- don't miss it. In other words, don't, don't let it pass you by. Yeah. Um, you know, Roth conversions. That's mm-hmm. that's a, that's a big thing. Um, that is when you start to just as that's when you convert your pre-tax dollars into Roth, into Roth dollars. So you're so you're exchanging you know, tax deferred growth for eventually tax-free income. Mm-hmm. And so um, you want to do that by the end of the year, right? Because you have to pay the taxes uh, on whatever amount you've converted. For that year. And you don't, okay. For that year. Okay. Right? So if you've converted 50 grand by the end of this year, so you would have made in the IRS's eyes an additional $50,000 right. this year. Right. Um, now that 50,000, depending on how much income you make, right. There's, there's some type of tax liability, um, associated with that transaction and that has to be paid, you know, in April. So you want to get it done this year. If you, if that makes sense, uh, so that one, you have that, you have time for that money to compound tax free, but also you have, you, you have an idea of what your, uh, uh, tax liability could be for that conversion. What if you had a banner year though this year, money wise, and then you think, and you let's say you know next year it's not going to be a, as good for me. 
Would you then maybe put it off to the next year because you don't want to add, in your example, for instance, 50 more thousand to that banner year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, that's the difference between doing getting the Roth conversion completed by December 31st versus getting the Roth Roth conversion completed January 1st. Okay. Looking One day difference is a whole year difference. Wow, that's true. One day. One day difference. Actually, a minute. Maybe. A minute. Well, no. All right, let's get technical here. A second. <laughs> <laughs> it's one second. That's it's it. One second difference. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, if you had a uh, a stellar year, whether you know, uh, I'm thinking about right now a client of mine who is a new client, but her company was just purchased. So because of the acquisition, you know, she has stock options. They paid her her bonus early uh so she made with this purchase i mean gosh i want to say an additional 75 80 grand this year okay that puts her in a different tax bracket this year and she also got a raise right so good good things right these aren't these aren't bad things but it's if she was looking to do a roth conversion for instance right well probably not this year Right. Yeah. Because all those bonuses, all all the tax, oh, I mean, all those perks that she received from uh-huh. the purchase or the, uh, because of the acquisition, is applying in 2021, 2022. You know, unless something else happens, we're not projecting those uh, that type of uh, income coming her way. So maybe next year would be a good idea for her to kind of give you an idea. No, you don't. No, no, that. <laughs> I was still thinking about how what a difference a day or an hour, a minute, or even a second would make. I, I think it was, it might have been Neil deGrasse Tyson in somewhere I was listening to him. He, I, I love to hear him talk. And uh, I think he was talking, he started talking about the Gregorian calendar and how it was updated uh, from the, the Roman calendar to, to make it a little better system with the, you know, how, how we have to do the leap year to keep everything exactly right. But he was talking about New Year's Day and you, we all think of it as the world celebrates, you know, and, and the world does celebrate it, but not at the same time. And I, I guess I knew that, but I didn't think about that. You know, it comes in earlier. And he said, actually, so technically, if we wanted the world to really celebrate it, we could determine the time, but it could be, I guess it would be like 4 a.m. somewhere and I don't know, whatever time then, 11 p.m. somewhere else. So we don't do that. We all do it at midnight, but it's not truly New Year's everywhere. Yeah, no, I I grew up in... um on the East Coast, I grew up in New York. Yeah, and I remember watching the um, the New Year's Eve, like Dick Clark, jump, yeah, the ball dropping, and you know, noon. It's a noon, midnight, Eastern, confetti drops, champagne's popping. You know, toast at midnight, kiss at midnight. Yeah, but they show California. Right, it's not there yet, and it's not, you know, it's not there yet. Yeah, exactly. So by the time they're they're celebrating New Year's, you know, we're we're already asleep. I always felt like people in California got, or anywhere outside of the our times, or the Eastern time zone, got a little cheated because of that. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I guess because, of, probably because of New York, we're so East Coast centric, you know, in, in many ways, as far as the timing of things. One more thing on New Year's, and I, just because I've heard something doesn't mean it's the gospel, but I have heard that 
Can you guess what personal item the sales skyrocket on in New York on New Year's Eve day? It's a personal item. A personal item. Think about everybody crowded in Times Square. Think about it for a long time. (laughs) Uh, Hand warmers? Adult diapers. What? Yeah, well, think about it. You're in that big crowd. Where are you going to go? Yeah, you're kidding me. I'd rather somebody have an adult diaper on than the alternative. (laughs) If I'm in that crowd. I mean, what, are you going to work your way through that sea? Well, they don't do it now, of course, but that sea of people to go see if a McDonald's will let you in to use the bathroom? Uh, That's funny. Uh, You're right. You're right. Never thought about that. (laughs) All right. The year end. We're looking. We've still got some things like protection and debt we'll look at. Uh, When we come back with the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back. It's Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param, consumer advocate Dave Perkins here. Yeah, I was telling you about the adult diaper thing. The sales have to be up in New York on that, or at least in before COVID, for New Year's Eve because of all the people crowded in Times Square. I wonder if we'll ever get back to where we get crowds that big again. Listen, I, b- I believe you, but now I know what my side hustle is. What's that? Selling adult diapers at Times Square? Selling adult diapers on New Year's Eve. Right. Get your adult diapers here. <laughs> get your adult diapers. <laughs> Two for one special. Two right. for one special. Speaking of New Year's Eve, it's our year-end financial review podcast as we are now in December on the day we're recording. So we're looking at some things you should do. Definitely look at your investment strategies at the end of the year. As it involves with taxes, this doesn't mean that you need to just set that at the end of the year is the time you review all your investment moves. But look back at how much you spent and see where you could save more if you cut back on some things. Just track your spending. It's a good time to do it. Um, Evaluate your savings at the end of the year. What about this though? Um, is it a good time to review the protections that you have or maybe protections that you don't have in place that you should? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, protections in in the forms of, you know, insurance, right? So life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care, uh, even investment insurance, you know, annuities, right? If you've, if you've gone through the roller coaster of this week and you say to me, you say to yourself, you know what, as I get, excuse me, as I get closer to retirement, as I'm in retirement, you know, this volatility stuff just does, it, it just really isn't what I, what, what I want for all of my assets. So I want to put a little bit of protection around it. So at the end of the day, yeah. So this is, this is, a, this is a good time for us to review your insurances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might've had, um, 
like for me personally, married this year, right? So all of a sudden, you know, 2021, I'm no longer, you know, single. I'm married. You know, that came in with stepkids. So all of a sudden, my financial life, my, uh, uh, what's the word before? There is someone or there, there are those that are, that I'm financially responsible for. Put it right. That way. And if I was gone, your, your then financial responsibilities increased how much right. fold? Threefold? <laughs> Threefold <laughs> this year. Three, four yeah. folds this year, right? Wow. Same as my disability insurance, right? Uh, so, yeah, so looking at it's looking at your insurances this year, uh, whether it's health insurance, this is why most companies have, you know, open enrollment as, as they get closer to the end of the year. Medicare, uh, if you're if you're 65 or older and you're on Medicare, again, this is another way, another time, another season for uh, for you to start re- to to reassess your Medicare options. So again, so this is this is a good time to start looking at your your overall uh, plan and see do we have any insurances, any type of protection in place. Yeah, I'm dreading it. I haven't. I've got that 15th deadline on health insurance, and I. I need to take a look at it, but I just, I'm putting it off. Right. I don't know. I just hate doing that. But, but yeah, I mean, this is a good time for that. And your, your, your estate planning, a review on that and make sure that's up to date. Is that, that also, should that be looked at annually? I guess it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it would hurt, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do things annually, but it doesn't hurt to just make you know, sure. Put this on your checklist. Everything that we're talking about today should be like a year end checklist. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, if you're paying off, so some people, for instance, for on the insurance side, maybe it's the life insurance side, or even the disability insurance side, it may be tied to some form of debt, right? So, hey, if I were to pass away uh, or get disabled, you know, I want to make sure that I have enough income or my family has enough income to pay for these debt obligations. Well, you know, you continue, you're reviewing your cash flow, you're reviewing your debt situation throughout the year. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I've paid off my car. Um, uh, wow, the house is paid off. And, you know, we've, we, we're in good shape with our kids' college education. Well, maybe I don't need this much of insurance anymore. So this could be, be because of this review, maybe you're reducing your life insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, right, so right, I, I would exactly. still look at this. Yeah, I would still look at this time as a business again. You don't necessarily have to make any adjustments, but it's always good to at least just take a look at it. I mean, you don't be you don't want to be overinsured either. You don't want to be underinsured, but you don't. Yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to be over. What? You um, definitely don't want to be under. And this is, I mean, not a fun thing to do, but it, it's a good t- thing to do and a good time to do it, as good as any, to review your debt situation. And what, did you have any ac- debt accomplishments in the past year? Or what, what did you do about it? What do you need to do differently in the coming year? Yeah. Did you, did you amass more debt this year? Yeah, another <laughs> right? thing, yeah. Uh, it's, it's debt just has a stranglehold on our, in our, on our future success. So again, this year, you know, we've, we've got a good sample size. You know, have we have we added to our debt position? Have we paid things off? You know, um, are we closer to paying things off? Uh, are we doing are we doing a snowball method, which is where you start to put, is where you pay the lowest, the smallest balance of of any debt liability first, and so then you pay everything at the minimum minimum amounts, and then once the smallest one is paid off. You use that same do- those dollars that you were paying off that small one, the smaller one, 
and now uh, now use it uh, to the next smallest one. Mm-hmm. What's your next largest one? Yeah, I like and, that. And, uh, over and over and over and over. So basically, it just snowballs and compounds. It makes sense. So makes sense. Consolidation. You know, there are a lot of credit cards that say, you know what, we'll, we'll do a one-time transfer, zero zero interest for eighteen months or something of that sort. Well, you know what, that's it. Eighteen months of zero interest being put on top of your on top of your debt, so you can really start to address and pay that down. Um, holiday season, people spend more. Mm-hmm. Right? So, if you had no debt, you, we want to make sure you don't get into debt. You know, by the next three weeks, right? So, this is a good time to see again any progress. Should you consolidate? Um, you know, am I employing a snowball method? You know, what's my strategy to pay off our debt? Um, you know, interest rates are still low historically. So if I haven't refinanced my home, is this a good time to refinance, right? So just oh, look at your overall debt situation and make sure that we have a plan around it. I was actually thinking about your clients. You obviously couldn't do them all at the end of the year as far as any annual review with your clients. Do you just do it based on their anniversary date of coming on with you and the financial partnership they have with you? Good question. Good question. So, um, you know, we always have, we have an open line of communication with our clients, right? So if they ever want to meet at any point throughout the year, um, you know, they have access to our staff, uh, they have access to our calendar link, so they can always schedule a conference call, video call, uh, whenever they need to. Mm-hmm. As far as year end, right, we'll save the reviews for those who, who really, you know, um, who could really use this time for the tax planning, right? Yeah. Um, who could use this time for, you know, we we already put me- measures on our on our schedule for, okay, here's what we anticipate uh, uh, you being debt free or this debt being paid off. So we already have alerts for that. Um, we have we know clients that have RMDs that need that, that require minimum distributions that need to be taken out by the end of the year. So we we have alerts for those. We know clients that have a good amount of dollars that are on a pre-tax basis and Roth conversions could be something that may be interesting, uh, maybe something that's a good fit for them. So a lot of these conversations are having are being placed throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We're not meeting with every single client yeah, well, at the end of the year. One of the things I was thinking is you know, some of the things you really, I know I do, need someone like you, Mo, a, a financial professional fiduciary to help me with their, like tax strategies with investments. But some of the things are kind of do-it-yourself self-evaluation that we covered on the podcast. You know, looking back at your spending for the last year uh, how, and and just evaluating, can I increase my savings and things like that? You can just do on your own, obviously. Yeah, and some clients are doing that on their own, and then they're, what they're doing is asking our opinion. At I mean, point. right, they're your clients. I'm not saying they don't need you, but, I mean, just some things they don't have to do include in a review with you. Yeah, yeah, you know, and anyone at the end of the day who's, like, reviewing their cash flow, right, may say, my goodness, I, I've spent X amount of dollars – I overspent for some reason. Yeah, um, you know they can take that personal responsibility and and be more diligent and and uh, with, with their money, right? Um, but what some people may do is say, okay, well, Mo, based off my, you know my own analysis, me spending thirty minutes of my time to review my cash flow, I realized that you know what, there's an extra thousand dollars a month. What should I do with that? Yeah, 
you know, they're doing that analysis on their own, but they're asking us our opinion and what are our thoughts behind it. And then we can go back to the plan and say, okay, okay. well, this extra thousand, if we do this, this could happen. Or if we invest this, or if we pay down this debt or whatever it may be, treat yourself, right? Go on a, you, you did a good job getting out of debt this year. Maybe use this next two months of a thousand, so $2,000, go on vacation. Yeah. It has to be some reward. I mean, you don't yeah. just, yeah, it has to, I agree. You know, I was checking out the website, Cloud Vesters, and if you hear Mo on this podcast and you think, you know, I'd, I'd like to check them out and work with them, wherever you are in your financial life, you can go to cloudvesters.com and there you, well, you'll see Dave Ramsey's picture because they're recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey, but also uh, you can click on work with us and that's just the very first thing you can do. There's a number to call. Uh, you can enter your name and email and, you, and any questions or comments you have and submit that and and someone will get back with you. The thing is that someone will not be a robot. It will be a human being. <laughs> that's right. And um, that's what you get with Cloud Vesters, the, the convenience of virtual planning with a human working with you. Uh, Mo, let me know before New Year's Eve where you're going to have your adult diaper kiosk in Times Square. <laughs> and I'll, I'll set up somewhere you know far enough away from you. you no know. worries. No worries. Okay. And for those who are there, we take Bitcoin, we take Ethereum, <laughs> we take uh, uh, NFTs. I, I, I'd rather not get cash in that big of a crowd. I don't want to have a lot of cash <laughs> well, around that many people. So I've got a little debit card thing on my phone you can use. Uh, that'll work too. Get your adult diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law said he was at some baseball game. And I said, I guess, I don't know if it's this particular stadium they play at, but they stopped selling beer after seventh inning. And um, the game went into this ridiculous extra innings. And, uh, and uh, he added, I don't know if they're like in the 11th, 12th inning. And he hollers at cold beer. <laughs> Everybody got so excited looking. Uh, I think every stadium stops selling beer. Do they all do that? Seven. I don't know. Yeah. Do they? Okay. Well, 11th inning, he yelled out, cold beer, cold, ice cold beer. <laughs> I mean, you're taking your life in your own hands. You do something like that. That's mean. I know. It is mean. Well, let's get back together again next year, Mo. Um, next week. Uh, Mo, and we'll do it, it again. But we are about to enter into another year of doing this podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for being with us. Be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and stay with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.